This is the student master teacher, Mr. I Stay Woke, Chris Monroe, and I'm right back at you with another real estate video. Tonight, we got a special treat for you. We have a local real estate investor here in St. Louis going to break down his first creative real estate deal where he actually did a lease option, and uh, he's going to break it all down and show you all the nuggets on how he found the deal, how he made the deal, how he makes money on the deal, all that and more. Make sure if you're here for the first time, you hit that subscribe button bang the bell and give it a thumbs up we love the thumbs up because that's what kind of helps you get the algorithm going right here on the channel so without further ado i'm going to bring in my brother from another mother let's see who we got here mr john lewis what's up john chris what's up brother what's going on man so you, you you're a professional real estate investor now huh yeah i guess i'm working toward it man trying to get like you i'm just yeah. trying to stand on shoulders of giants like yourself man i know that's right that's exactly what it is it's giants out here because you know there's people doing all type of things and uh trying to get in this game a lot of people come in with wholesaling a lot of people try to come in with terms and different types of ways of doing real estate but uh for the people who may not know give a little bit of background how you found out about real estate and what brought you into this world of creative real estate sure um well, with real estate, it's something that we can't escape it. We all are involved in, in some form or fashion, whether you're giving or receiving. Um, and actually, even if you're receiving, you're, you're still giving because it doesn't have to be a uh, monetary exchange, but, but you're providing housing. But my introduction was um, the traditional way, the conventional way, um, a landlord. That's what I was. I bought my first property um, maybe four to five years ago. It was uh, my aunt moved out of town. I recognize that I can make some money with their house. And that was the first one that I bought. And um, and then I, I bought a duplex, you know, my a house hack, my duplex, my wife and I. And uh, and then I picked up two more. And that third one is the one that, um, that the dispositions was more creative by selling it out on the lease option. And then the fourth one is also going to be the same, a lease option. And, um, you know, I, I talk with you a lot about that one because it was <laughs> it was on standby because i was like uh chris i got to get me some more money so i can renovate that bad boy and uh then i can make some money off of it but in the meantime it was costing me money because i still had to pay for the upkeep on it you know lawn care and things like that yeah so yeah. so, so you, said, you said something that, that kind of caught my ear it's taking a go there you said house hacking what is that for people who may not know what house hacking is oh yeah um, house hacking is very common. You can do it with a single family, but most married couples won't let anyone do it by renting out the rooms. But um, us, we have a duplex and we occupy one side of the duplex and we have a tenant on the other side of the duplex. So our, our mortgage is supplemented or else if you buy right, um, your mortgage can be completely taken care of. So um, you can rent out that other side any way you want to. I'm actually thinking of, uh, since we're in University City, not far from the loop, uh, 
one, my, my tenant, whenever I do have turnover, I'm thinking about uh, making it an Airbnb and seeing, seeing how that is being so close to the loop. Yeah, that's the ultimate house hacking right there. That Airbnb and VRBO and all the other people. It's a long list of them, but they all making that bread, man. It's killing the rental game and even probably better than the lease option game. I don't know, maybe. But I know they're making a lot of cash flow on those uh, creative type deals there. So um, when it comes to this deal here, so you got multiple properties. Is that what you're saying? So you, you got a lot of houses? I, I have four total. Oh, wow. Two are conventional and two will be um, creative dispositions okay so when you were um so you started out in the game doing that oh you know i'm just gonna go ahead and get a loan from the bank or come up with a bunch of cash and bring cash to the table and do all of this crazy stuff so you found out there's a whole nother way and a whole nother world out here on the other side huh yeah i did i did and i saw how fast people like yourself and other people who were going at it from more of a creative standpoint and people who really got the knowledge up and um, and went a step further than the conventional route, how fast you were able to scale. And it's like, wait, <laughs> he's buying three or four, but I'm still saving a down payment for this first one. So I'm like, um, something is adding up. And if I continue this route, I'm gonna need, you know, I'm gonna have to be like a cat. I'm gonna need nine lives in order to keep up with you. Um, so that's why I'm glad that I was exposed to the creative route because you can scale so much faster, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. And, and I tell people that all the time. There's three ways to get into the real estate game. But people say, I just want to get in. They got to bring some cash to the table. Some people don't have that. Got to have that good credit. Got to have that good 700 plus credit score. Or got to have that knowledge, which is probably, in my opinion, the most important way to get in or the best way to get in because you can have the credit and the cash and lose all of that because you don't know what you're doing so that specialized knowledge makes all the difference wouldn't you agree i agree today's broadcast is being brought to you by wokeskiptracing.com look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match not per search per match if there's no number or email address you don't pay get accurate data in just minutes wokeskiptracing.com that's wokeskiptracing.com most of the guys that that we read about matter of fact they have lost their their um their riches or their wealth once or twice and they were able to bounce back because they did um, have the knowledge and they didn't just rely just on the uh on the cash or the credit so i'll take the knowledge any day because you can bounce back from any situation and we know in real estate it's going to be ups and downs and once you have the knowledge, you actually capitalize on you actually capitalize on both, but you can really go to town on the downs. That's right. That's right. It's a it's a whole wide world out here of uh, things here. So this particular property here. Uh, so you already had this property. How did you acquire the property that you sold on the lease option? I acquired this property. Um, um, it was a voicemail drop. Real. So we'll 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 do the drops, and then if we didn't get a response, or we weren't able to um, hear back. We'll actually call. So this was one that I didn't hear back. So I called the seller up, and we talked, and um, and he told me his price, and and I I shot my offer, and my offer was rejected, <laughs> big time. <laughs> you got rejected. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, I I still came in at. At a little under, he, he was asking eight four. My original offer was four, um, but I, I really liked the property and I knew that I could make some money with the property. And um, so we end up settling at seventy five hundred. 
I still remember at the at the dining room table, we had the father, we had the daughter, we had the son-in-law, and, and we had me, the, the shark investor. <laughs> I mean, we got him down five hundred dollars, man. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man, it was a win-win, man. He was yeah. um, it wasn't anything that that they can do with the property. They didn't want to do anything with the property, so so it was perfect for me. It was the perfect acquisition for me. Um, I, I really had to build rapport with them, let them know, hey, I'm going to be the guy closing on this property. I'm not here playing any games because their their guards were up, Chris, because they had a, a prior investor uh, reach out and actually tie the property up, and he ended up uh, putting a for sale sign in the front yard when they thought that he was going to be the person actually closing on the property, buying it, and that's when someone broke into that property and they stole some of the plumbing and stole some of the electric so so they were already up on guards on me like you know what you doing here what are you talking about dad one of them wholesalers man you're a wholesaler <laughs> <laughs> yeah asking all the questions and everything but um i i mean i took my proof of funds i i, I took over my portfolio I, I talked to one of the investors here in town and she let me know like she said you know you can take over your portfolio with with you but like yourself she don't really encounter much where they even ask her for that type of stuff. But I did want to be prepared. I wanted to put them at ease because I wanted the property and I couldn't leave that house without getting the property. So I'm like, hey, we need to come to some type of understanding because I don't feel like sending out no more voicemail drops. Um, we're here. Let's go ahead and handle this right now. And uh, and we did. We signed the contract. I put in my EMD. I, um, How much did you have to put in for your earnest money? I put a thousand down. I was buying the property, so I knew that this thousand was coming off of the purchase price, and uh, I told them, "Hey, this one I'm gonna put down, and I'm gonna close on this property next week." And I did. I got a testimonial out of them, and, uh, and everyone was happy. That's what we want to see—a win-win situation where everybody's happy. And for people that's watching here live, if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and post it in there. We'll try to get to your questions before we get out of here. Um, so, so you got this deal. You negotiated down to seventy-five hundred. What do you think this house was worth in perfect condition, the ARV or after repair value? I say like around thirty, thirty-five. So you think between thirty and thirty-five, and you got it for seventy-five hundred. Does it need a lot of work? I know you said something about the plumbing and stuff. Did it need a lot of work? Yeah, it, it some of the plumbing will need to be replaced. Some of the wiring in the basement because they snipped what they can see. However, the electric throughout the rest of the house was just fine. Uh, I have it secured with ADT and everything. And um, and just you're you're updating to 2019 standards. So changing out the carpet, replacing some drywall, paint, some flooring, things like that. But those two major items are going to be the plumbing and the wiring in the basement. Yeah, they can get expensive. So you think what about ten thousand in repairs, or how much you think about? I would say around ten. Um, you, you may even be able to do a little less than that just to get those two major items done. But the more you want to make it your home with fancy paint, fancy countertops, nice carpet, then you can start going um, higher and higher. But um, I, I would say ten thousand in order to get up in. There. And you said you found this uh, this deal through Ringless Voicemail Drop. Was it on a specific list or something? Yep, um, absentee owner. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you put it off like list source on one of those type of sites or yeah, list source. We we hit um we hit some zip codes and, and that was one of the zip codes uh we, we targeted North County and, and that was one that came back and I saw it and I liked it, so I bought it for myself. 
So you never thought in your mind, I can wholesale this, I can do something else, or you just never thought about They said, I want this house for me. This is what your whole idea was from the very beginning? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a landlord background, and uh, one of the guys I watch a lot, you know, he in my head that life is going to exist. So I really like monthly cash flow. My, my goal is for my monthly cash flow to exceed my active income to where, um, you know, I, I have options, you know, and of course I do want the big assignments, the big wholesales. That that's a goal of mine, but cash flow is like my top priority. I, I really know like money without my immediate efforts all the time. Cash flow is king, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Indeed. You gotta get yes, that indeed. money coming in. What they say: if you don't learn to make money when you're asleep, you will work until you die. And I don't want to be like that. I want to get paid for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay to be paid for nothing. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. And the longer you go to a house, the, the more money you make. So I was like, man, I can hold on to it because I had people calling. I had a bunch of me's. I had voice, uh, voicemails coming to me. I had people sending me texts um, and, and everything, and, and they'll let me know. But I knew what I wanted. I wanted to place a tenant buyer in there, someone that's looking um, to take that step toward home ownership. And, and again, it can be a win-win. Like they're going to get into a home that they wouldn't normally be able to get into. And me, I get to, um, you know, my, my portfolio is performing well. So you said you had a landlord background. So before you were doing just regular standard traditional rentals. And then when you found out about the lease option game, it was like, whoa, wait a minute, turn it around. Yeah. So what's yeah. the big difference you think from the traditional rentals to the lease options? My, my, my big difference is I, I have to manage my traditional rentals because a traditional renter don't really make enough when you only have a few to, to like really employ the um, property management company to where you really don't have to worry about it. I'm still heavily involved in those rentals and I really wanted to do something uh, to where all of the maintenance and repairs wasn't on me, but I'm placing someone that's looking to become a homeowner. So, so they will assume some of those responsibilities. So, so that's my goal. Um, whenever I hold on to something for myself, Ideally, I would love for it to be uh, a multi-unit, something at least 10 to 16 units to where I can hire a property management company that would be able to take care of that for me. But as of now, the lease options, owner financing is attractive because there's three profit centers. Um, I can make money on the front end with, with, the, uh, with the option fee. I can make money as I hold the property with the cash flow from the property. And then if they cash me out and actually go out and secure some type of financing, I can make money on the back end. So that was very, very, very attractive. I, I didn't get that in my rentals. <laughs> That's right. In a rental, all you get is calls at two in the morning. Hey man, my plumbing wrong. I tell them you call yeah. me, you better call a plumber. Here's somebody for you. Cause I ain't fixing exactly. it. So I mean, you know, and it's, and it's a good thing because it, people want to be homeowners anyway. You know, we, we're providing home ownership to people who cannot necessarily qualify for a loan right now. So it gives people a, a thing here. Let's see here. I think we got a question over here. Let's see what he said. Earl Jones say when doing a lease option, we're at least what list do you pull? Oh, you said you pull absentee owner, right? Yeah. And what I've learned is, um, you know, you don't go into it like trying to think you know what the deal is going to be. The property, it may work out better as a wholesale. It may work out. The neighborhood may be something where you may want to own a finance, at least option or whatnot. So the marketing is pretty much going to be the same. You guys probably already come across some deals, but you wholesale them off to buy and hold investors who are going to uh, dispose of it on the lease option to own a financer. So it may be the marketing that you're already doing, but absentee owners or um, tax delinquent, um, 
uh, pre-foreclosure, all of those are lists that, that you can find some deals on that you can hold and sell on the lease option. And Chris, right. you, you may Yep, I would I would agree a hundred percent. And that and, and every list you just said and more. That's the better thing, you know. Put out your marketing. You don't know what they're gonna send back to you. It could be somebody that wanna sell it because they need the cash. It could be somebody that be selling because they just don't want to deal with the property and don't care about the cash. Some people just give you the house, you know. It's yeah. all type of ways you can come across these properties. You know, it's more about just deploying the marketing, asking good questions, finding out how you can actually solve their problem. Because if you don't solve their problem, the money don't make sense anyway. None of that stuff makes any sense if you never solve their problem. Wouldn't you agree, John? Yeah. I, I definitely agree, man. Um, being in this business, they they do get to uh, tugging on your heartstrings and whatnot. And um, I actually have to keep myself more business focused because I'll, I'll deviate and I'll start helping them. I'm on the phone with you, you know, making sure you're all right. And and before you know it, you're, you're loaning them money, you're going to pick them up. And it's like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. This isn't, uh, I'm, I'm way, way out of bounds. But, um, but, but yeah, I, I definitely think just, just solving a problem. If you keep that like as the center, like the profits are going to come because this business is all about solving problems. And before you know it, like, for example, I have people that want houses, but I don't have enough houses. Like exactly. People want to get inside of a house, and I wish I had one for for all of them. But I mean, I, I have to go out and market and, and get more. And that's the big booger that people don't realize when it comes to these terms deals or these creative rent to own type deals. The demand is a hundred times bigger than the supply. There's more people that yeah. want these houses to have money that just can't qualify for a loan, but they need somewhere to live, just like you and I. So yep. uh, when it comes to this house here, did you ever think about trying to buy it from this seller on terms or you just know you just want to buy it for cash and be done with him? Yeah, I um, I did. But matter of fact, <laughs> I think they um, rejected that offer. <laughs> oh, they I, I rejected did. you? Yeah. Yeah. He, he just wanted to be cashed out. So, so I would have loved if he would have held held a note for me, it, even if it wasn't for the entire seventy five hundred, but maybe half or, or whatnot. I gave him half, and, and he carried the rest of it. But he just wanted to be cashed out. He said, "I don't want no attachment to this property. I hate this house. I don't want this property." Yeah, man. But that's my goal. Like right now, I, I don't want to have to come out of pocket for for all of the properties that that I get because again, and I'll be. That's going to slow me down on the acquisition side. So I really want to get to where I'm able to uh, to, to take them on, where, where where they'll hold the note for me, or will you know if they don't want to turn over a deed or put in the escrow, we could also do I do a lease option lease option with them, and I'll just stay in the middle and then sell it to someone else in the lease option. That's right, sandwich lease option. You are the meat in the middle. Just make a sandwich out of me and take a big bite. So I understand yeah. that. So um, there's a lot of ways you can do these deals, and so. For this particular deal here, so you bought it for seventy five hundred, and so cash it out. What did the closing cost run you about? Two fifty. Oh man, that's cheap. Yep. Ain't <laughs> nothing, man. That's pennies, pennies. There's nothing almost two fifty for closing cost. Yeah, it's all about who you know. I I got that hookup that uh that that keyword woke hookup. <laughs> So you got the connection. There you go. So that's what you got to yeah. do. Call up the right people to make the deals happen. And so for mm -hmm. um, so you bought it for seventy five hundred. How much did you sell it for on this uh, lease option? Um, forty one five. However, I I I waived her first month rent and added that on to the purchase price. So it's probably upwards of uh, around forty two. I don't know my calculator. 
So you bought a house for seventy five hundred, sell it on a lease option for forty one five, and people don't realize that's what I tell them too. When I do these deals, you can actually beat the market price as far as sales price. You can beat the market price as far as rental amount. You can beat the market all the way around. So you can get a big yeah. down payment or even any down payment is better than a deposit. And that goes to Hip Pocket National Bank. And plus you get that cash flow. So, I mean, it's a win-win situation, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think a property is worth more when you can offer it on terms, you know, because what's their alternative? I did not move into the property or else go and get a loan from the bank, which they can't do right now. So my property is worth more to you. So it's simple supply and demand just like every other business out there exactly it's, it's supply and demand supply i got the supply baby you just bring the demand to bring some cash with you and i saw that picture yeah. dropped with all that money i said dang she brought cash to the closing yeah man i i was wondering about that too i thought she was going to bring money orders but i was like hey hey certified funds cash count so i, I let the attorney know she's like yeah that's fine it's fine so Right, right. And so she did 4100 or a little bit more. What is the monthly rate that she's going to pay a rental? Um, I gave her a couple options and, and the down payment and the monthly rate of a uh, monthly rent of 850 is what worked out best for. Her. So 850 is that market rent in that area or is that a little more, a little less? That's three bed bedroom. So so that that might be right there at it. Right there, edit or, or it's a little less for for a three bedroom. And then, how much did she put for as a down payment? Um, twenty five hundred. So twenty five hundred. So you almost got your money back off the deal. You only what five grand in the hole? Mm -hmm. And you yep. can get that back in what seven months, six months? What's that? Eight fifty times yeah. six or seven? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We we're we're in uh, September, October, November, December. Yeah, so so we got three three more months to go. I, I'll definitely have it back in in less than a year. So by the time uh, January February come, you completely out of the deal, and you're on that thing called an infinite return, just money coming in for no reason. <laughs> yep, and I don't have no problem with that. And then what and kind of term money did you give her? Did she get two years, three years? How did how did you work that part out? No, no, we just did eighteen months. Um, you know, we did a, a little over twelve months. Um, I decided to give her 18 months in order to work on getting herself bankable to where she can secure financing. And uh, who knows, maybe after 18 months, if, if she's not all the way there yet, then we can discuss a renewal of the lease because she really likes the property. She really wants to own it. She wants to have something. And, and Chris, if you think about it, man, a lot of time when they reach out, they, they have legacy building on their mind because a lot of people say oh man I, I just want something to pass on to my kids i just want something to have in my family or whatnot but they may not have that mindset coupled with the correct uh, mentorship or or um or, or guidance or education so i i think if, if they can really marry the two man you know you'll be interviewing them as well so i'm helping her build her family legacy so it it is something that i can take pride in that's right. Build it up. Build it up. Cause buy land ain't making no more. I know that's right. And so um when it comes to the uh how did you even find a tenant buyer to begin with? I didn't even ask you that. How did you locate her? What did you do to attract a tenant buyer? So so my my marketing for, for the lease options was uh Facebook Marketplace, uh Street Signs, Bent Signs, uh Craigslist, Zillow, and and that's about it. Just word of mouth. And she contacted me off of 
off of Facebook Marketplace. Facebook Marketplace, my favorite. I think I closed three or four off of that thing off Facebook. So when these people called you, were you getting bombarded with calls? What kind of calls were you getting? When were you taking the calls yourself, sending it to a voicemail? What were you doing when they called you? Well, Chris, I was in two two. I've had two episodes of trying to dispose of this property, and one was before I um uh, I, I got some coaching and and it was sort of just just no system at all or whatnot. Um, and, and then on me, like I, I wasn't putting my full, you know, effort into, you know, taking care of the disposition of this property. Second time, um, I got some coaching. I was able to put some systems in place, which made it a lot easier. I sent all of the calls to voicemail and I, I have a call rail system. That's the number that I use on any of my marketing. And then once they leave a voicemail, I can call them back and figure out what's going on. Um, Really, I want to know how much you have down, um, you know, what's the monthly amount that you can afford. And then from there, we can discuss you going to see the property and then filling out an application and, and hopefully getting getting you in the property. But the systems, man, like just talking to you, call rail, DocuSign, besides us meeting up or trying to send over a PDF, here, fill it all out via DocuSign. Here, fill out this form and let me know exactly what's your financial standing. The application, do it right here on DocuSign. So that, that helped a lot. Really, man, the process was so virtual. I I, I only saw her at closing. That's I right. I didn't see her. I see you to get my check, baby. Get my money. That's all I want to see you for. I barely want to see you for that. <laughs> so, yeah, so, man. So you met her for the first time at the closing. Yes, and I really like that. And I happened to run back and forth, put the property on the lockbox. Um, I, I did have it secure with an alarm system, but I can disable that from my phone. So whenever she's there, I say, hey, call me. There's a code. Um, I disarm it. Once you're done, call me back. I'll arm it back up. And it, man, like my, my first time, Chris, I was going to the house showing people. Oh, no, we don't the- show properties. We don't show properties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going up to the house every time showing people and and from that first round, no one closed. So all of that was wasted time. So this really um, got me thinking about how to value my time. So um, utilizing technology helped a lot. Definitely. Systems is everything. And people ask me, how do you scale up in this business so quick? Because I came right in and said, I'm spending the money on the systems. I don't want to work the crap out of myself. I can go get a job. There's plenty of jobs out here. Go get a job. Or you can put some systems exactly. in place and work the systems, work other people, work stuff, you know what I mean, versus working yourself. Because you only got 24 hours in a day, you know, plus we got family and everything else you got to deal with. How can you do that and try to cater to all this extra stuff for people who ain't even going to do nothing no way? You know, it's prospects. You are a suspect's yeah. prospects. You want a real prospect or you want a suspect? <laughs> I, got a I got a lot of suspects at first, man, for real. People coming to see the property and they act like they're interested. Next thing you know, they... They ghost you, but some of that was on me. I didn't have any next steps like I did from when I, um, um, you know, once we got some systems in place. But some of it was on them too. They knew that they weren't getting ready to make any moves, and you wasting my time. So exactly. So what kind of stuff were they saying to you when they got in contact with you? These potential suspect tenant buyers. What were they saying? I mean, all, all of the right things that that they're looking for a place. They're interested in the property. They would love to come see it first, and. Um, and yeah, they, they they need somewhere to live now. When someone is too anxious, that 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 puts up a red flag for me. Like when you when you got to get in there right now, uh, I'm wondering what's going on. But um, but yeah, the the rest was just the right things. They're looking for a place for them and their family. 
they they saw the property online i grew up in this neighborhood i know this house that's the corner house i, I knew the previous owner this would be perfect for me and my kids it got a big backyard oh you got a garage a huge lot so um so yeah and then me i'm like oh cool man this person gonna buy the house yeah I'll be there to buy her. <laughs> not to hear from him ever again and it's wow. like man at least let me know so I, so i won't be waiting for you so you did all that. I love the house. I love the backyard. I love the paint. I love the carpet. I love everything. And when y'all get said and done, how much you got put to put toward this down payment? They ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. I got $500. Somebody told me $500 a day. Will you believe that? $500. I said, $500. I'm moving to that bad boy myself. I wouldn't put you exactly. in that. It cost me more than that to get you out of there if you don't act right. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing, like, with after learning about it, I, I really want someone who's looking to become a homeowner. And one of the first steps of becoming a homeowner, um, outside of investors who know how to acquire um, with, with numerous ways, is saving up for your down payment. So if you haven't, t- if you don't have the discipline to start to save, then that's like, no, I, I can't have you. Like you, there, there are plenty of landlords out there that are looking for a renter. And me, I'm looking for someone that's looking to become a homeowner. So the first step is someone that's that's at least started saving. They they know that hey, in order for me to move to a home ownership, I got to take that first step. That first step is putting a little bit from my paycheck aside because I'm going to buy me a home. So so that that helps me a lot when I'm uh, when I'm screening out tenants. Now, I get that. I got seven hundred. Show that they got that discipline. That's what you want to see. Are you serious about this life? That's right. That's right. So uh, let's see here. We got Robert Smith asking, what did you use to lock and unlock the property? I had the property on the lockbox, which contained the actual key to the front door. And after that lockbox, I had an ADT security system. So um, they'll call me up. I'll give them the code to the lockbox. Don't text them the code. Why Don't not? give them the code. Because you you. You never know, man. Like for, for real, you you can tell them that, hey, the neighbor has the key or something. They don't need to know what's going on. Call me once you get there. But if you text them the code, now that code is out there. They can for I, I bank on my people forgetting the lockbox code after they're done with this, you know, viewing the property this one time. But if you text it to them, now they, they have it documented, they have it written, they can forward that to other people and, and anything. You don't want that code just out floating about. So if I were you, I would have them call you once they get to the property. And then from there, you can give them a code, they get the key, they unlock the door, I disarm it. They go in and view it, take as much time as they need. They call me when they're done. I'll arm the alarm again. And then they'll put the uh, they'll put the lock back, back into the lockbox. So that's a good way to do it there. So did, did you get a lot of people to go check out the property or just a few? I got quite a bit. But I started to scale it down as as I was seeing, like, okay, just because people are going to see the property, it it doesn't mean that they're going to actually close on it. It was hard, Chris. It was hard getting <laughs> it was hard getting numbers out of them, man. You know, people that actually they don't want to tell you how much they have down. So my I originally want to know how much you have down and how much you can afford a month before you go to see the property. Why, you know, you don't have to go. Why, why would you need to go see the property if I don't know if the property is right for you? But sometimes people want to play games with you or or whatnot, and they want to be the last one to say a number. But you really just have to learn to control your deal. This is your deal. You make all of the rules with the deal. So you can't get into this property until I know what's your financial standing. 
Yeah, and, and, I, and that's only totally fair. And, and people are really serious. And what I found out that the people who give you the most resistance are the ones that's broke. They ain't got no money. They do all that. Yeah. Well, how much you got to put towards a down payment? Well, you know, well, how much you need? Uh, what do you what do you want to have down? What's your requirement? Uh, uh, uh. And I try to tell them, man, we just need something reasonable. But I'm going to let you know that is the number one qualifier and disqualifier for any of our properties to get in any of them. You got to have a reasonable down payment. So what do you think you can come up with? I asked them that exactly. question, and without them giving me an answer, we're not moving forward. Yep, I, I adopted that, and 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 that really helped me with um with with narrowing it down as well. So that script that you provided was was great, man. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's it, it. Makes a big difference when um you start looking and say, well, what? How are we gonna make this deal happen? You got to figure out a way to solve a problem because problems are going to come up one way or another. And so when you have a good system that keeps you honest, to keep you on focus, because you see they're going to take you all the way off into La La Land. These people all about yeah. taking you all the way off into some place like, I ain't trying to go out there. I'm trying to stay focused on this. And they just sent you off about this. So I thought it was a rental. Now you seen my sign said rent to own. Why you playing with me, man? Exactly. I got a lot of those too, man. That was, I love Facebook Marketplace, Chris, but I hate the I'm interested, but I hate I'm interested. And I'm like, give me a little more to work with. I, I get so many of those from people and then I respond back and I never hear from them or they're like, oh, it was an accident. Um, yeah, I that that button gets on my nerves. But when, when, when someone actually reaches out, say, hey, I saw your property. I like the property, but I got to do to get into the property. And I also like leading with lead with, with with what qualifies you to be in the property don't lead with your horror stories and and scare me away from you i don't want to know what makes you qualify you know people are leading telling me a bunch of negative stories i say think of it as a job interview there's a certain etiquette that you're supposed to have when you go into a job interview you don't walk in there telling your um potential supervisor like oh yeah you know my my son just got arrested or you know we our house just did this and I'm trying to get away. I need something ASAP. How fast? You know, it's, you know, looking for discounts and, and negotiations right off of the bat. I'm like, no, that's the wrong <laughs> Tell me, like, what makes you qualified to get into the house? How can I trust that you'll make payments um, every month? So I, it was a learning experience for me. Yeah, I agree. I've heard every story. My husband got killed. My son did this. My daughter did that. Woo, woo, woo. I'm like, man, you telling me stuff made me run the hell away from you. I don't want you no yeah. more. You janky. Keep your janky self yeah. away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how they do. I'm like, don't tell me. I don't want to know all them stories. Give me something good. What's the positives? Yes, I pay on time. I've been working at the same job for 10 years. They're my supervisor. They love me over there and I ain't never leaving. And I'm like, all right, you pay your bills. Let's see what you got. Exactly. Get them up in there. Exactly. Makes a lot of sense. Let's see. I think I got another question over here. Let's see here. It's a uh, what marketing strategy did you use to get tenant buyer leads? Oh, you already answered that. I think you said Facebook, Craigslist, Bandit signs. Bandit signs. Bandit signs work good. You put them signs up. Rent to own home. No bank with an arrow and a phone number. Phone blow up off the chain. They do, man. Hey, Chris. The first time. The first time I tried to move it. Cause the first time I was moving to owner financing, right? And I only put out a few signs, but then after we linked up, I flooded the neighborhood. I, I flooded like, I think also because I drove and I put my sign out, but I called up my boy. I was like, hey man, I need you for it. I need you for for a couple hours. It's Friday evening with me. We, we about to hit this neighborhood and flood it. 
and, and I did. He drove, I hop out, boom, drove, hop out, boom. Because it's super easy when you have someone driving. You can get in places where you normally couldn't get into. You know, hop out, boom, park over there. I go meet you over there. And, um, yeah, man, the car started rolling in. I, I remember telling you about it, man. The car started rolling. I'm like, Chris, man, they, they calling. And, um, and yeah, it worked very, very well. Those banner signs and Facebook is probably my, my favorite form of marketing for tenant buyers. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty serious with the marketing when I do it. Facebook, Craigslist, OfferUp, LetGo, all of the sites. Banner signs, mm-hmm. there's no excuse. And then I even keep yep. all the people that have contacted me in the past. I even send them a text message when I get a new property. So even if it ain't in the area, they won't. They get a message anyway, open house or new property, rent to own, whoop, 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 whoop. They click the link and see what the property look like. So it's all about keeping that buyer's list for a tenant buyers or cash buyers. Keep your systems in order. I mean, that changes everything. So like when you yep. come up with another property in the same area, you're already going to have a buyer's list of people who wanted to have. You see what I'm saying? You can blast it out right. to them. And it's like, oh, dang, you already got people you just spoke to. That might have just yeah. didn't like that house for whatever reason, you know. Yeah, I still got money sometimes, so it makes a difference. Actually, listen, I I even had people in line, man. But I told you about the girl that flaked, you know. Somebody flaked out on you? No, they wouldn't do that. Hey, she flaked, bro. I'm telling you, she. So the the young lady who has the house now, she was the original girl, but someone else came behind her, right? She was rolling, man. I was letting her know, like, hey, some, someone's in front of you. But she, but the first lady was sort of at a standstill. She couldn't make any moves until September. And I'm like, whoa, I have someone that's behind you. She's filling out this application. She's getting stuff in. She's she's rolling. So I began to work with her. We got all, and she she went and viewed the house two or three times, multiple times, because I, I told her, I'm like, hey, you can go view it as much as you need. Take your contractors over there. I marketed the property as a fixed rubber ideal for um, um, construction background, contractors background, or someone with access to contractors. And she went over there by herself, and she went over there with her contractor, and uh, she saw the property multiple times. And we got to closing, and she brought her pop to the closing, someone who hadn't seen the property at all. And he did not want her to move into a property that still needed some work. Wow. Cause <laughs> you know why though, right? I mean, cause he's going to have to do the work. <laughs> he ain't going to do no work. You're trying to put him to work. <laughs> that's probably right. But I was wondering, I'm like, I'm like, pop, where were you? Where were you a month ago when, when she went to view the property, you all had unlimited access to the property. I would let you, some, some people only let you into a property one time, but if you call me up and you serious, I was going to let you go and view with your contractors, walk it up, up to down, you know, roof to the basement, look at it, make sure that you can take on this project. And she did. And um, I even told her about the other lady and she was like, no, nah, she can back up. She ain't getting this property. She's not getting this property. I'm, I'm getting it. And we got to closing and, and, and the dad wasn't wasn't he he didn't know anything he didn't know about the terms he didn't know about the uh, work for equity program he just knew the property needed some work and and he he didn't want his daughter to uh, to move into there and I'm like I can understand that's cool but you really really wasting my time um, so however luckily the the other young lady she was banking on her doing that she was like she's gonna flake. I'm going to get this house. I really want this house. I'm going to have me a garden in the backyard and uh, work out in her favorite. So it was, um, it was all good, man. But, but that was a learning experience. I, I, I was all embarrassed with the attorney. He was like, Hey, that, that's cool. Just bring me more business. And uh, we will keep moving from there. So I definitely will. Cause I have another one that I'll be bringing to him hopefully within the next 30 days. 
Right, right. And that's what I wanted to ask you about as well, about the attorney. How did you find the attorney that can close the deal? And how did that process go? Was that a smooth transition for you? Or was it difficult? Man, it was so smooth, uh, Chris. That that attorney, he actually came as a referral from yourself. I appreciate it, man. Um, I mean, it it really helped to like let your tenant buyer know, like, yeah, we're going to be uh, closing this out at the attorney's office in Clayton or whatnot. Clayton being a hot zip code in St. Louis. It really makes you look official. Um, and yeah, having a third party there, man, because after a 12 month agreement, 18 month agreement, people can start to grow amnesia. And um, and then it becomes their word, my word versus theirs, theirs versus mine, or, you know, he's a greedy investor who took advantage of me. And, um, you know, I have to, I have you to- You tricked me, my- man, you tricked me. Yeah, I, I'm like, hey, we, we have this agreement. We have a third party. That third party is really there for both of our protection. He's going to keep us in line. We, we both agreed to something and, um, and and circumstances change. And then when the circumstance change, people's judgment can change. They can they, they can try to weasel their way out of things. And she had already had a previous bad experience with a rental home. However, that was that was more of a handshake uh over the kitchen table type of deal. I was like, did, did you all have an attorney or anything like that? And she said, no. And I, I let her know that I closed everything out with an attorney. We have the proper paperwork in order. This is all documented with a third party that's going to keep us uh, both in line. And it did help bring her at ease. She was still a little nervous, but um, but yeah, we, we ended up getting it closed and it, it was new, but it really, really helped uh, having an attorney drive the, the whole closing process so exactly close with an attorney close with an attorney anytime you got a long-term relationship with a seller or a buyer close through an attorney because you want to make sure nobody forgets what we agreed to everything was disclosed it was done properly it was done legally it, it puts a layer of protection between me the seller or me and the buyer so nobody can say oh you tricked me man you a slick talker i am pretty slick but we're gonna do it like this <laughs> yep. and I, I sent her the disclosure of the property and uh, gave her, her her pamphlet and you know let letting her know uh, about everything and she man she was excited to move into this house and um, I, I think having the attorney helped put her at ease man so thank you thank you so much for that referral that was clutch right and so um so this tenant buyer what was her plan to do to get this stuff fixed up the repairs that we need in this house she gonna do it herself she got a family member or what's the deal with that she she has a crew like she she the thing that went wrong with her last property is she ended up renovating the property and the owners wanted it back so i'm like how did they get the property back didn't you all have some type of writing contracts where they can't just renege on uh selling you the property on the lease option and um, and she said like, you know that their stuff wasn't tight. You know, it it was room to where they they can get out of it. So that's why she was nervous. But but she has a crew that that can go in there and do the work. You know, like I said, the the plumbing and and the wiring in the basement are the two major things. The rest is going to be cosmetic and just updating it to twenty nineteen standards. Right, right. So we're about to learn from her mistake. Do not fix on houses you do not own, because that's a bad yeah, business exactly. right there. You don't own the house. Do not be fixing on it, spending money on it. I'm going to fix this up. You don't own it. Do not fix up on the house you do not own. Very important. I agree. So that's um, I agree. That, that's very important there. 
So let's see here. I think we got mostly everything. We got I had another question over here in the comments. Let's see here. And if y'all haven't liked this video, if you found any value in this video, make sure to like it. Like I said, hit that bell to subscribe and subscribe to the channel. Let's see here. We got a long question here. Are you Earl Jones says, are you guys pulling low to high equity absentee lists? Them using what strategy? I guess say then using what strategy you see fits, or are you pulling low equity lists and for and focusing on prettier houses? when deals with creative strategies what do you do on something like that john well this this one in particular was uh what was just an absentee on that that was the only filter but on when you're acquiring something creative the cool thing about it is you can make it work whether it's low equity or high equity um so so for me i could i can make a, a creative deal work i out of either one of those lists, you know. So, um, but but typically, the the more equity you have in the property, the better. But um, but he he should be able to do something creative, you know, willing that the that the seller is um that the seller is reasonable with with either one of those lists. Makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah, that's that works. And so that's the biggest thing, man. You gotta know. That's why it's called creative real estate. You create something. You're creating something from nothing. Like you said, this house was worth thirty-five thousand. Sold it for forty-one plus. You know, you can't do that on the market. You can't put it on the MLS and do that. You can't sell it on a wholesale deal and do that because there ain't nobody gonna pay nothing for it. Wholesale, they wanna beat you down on price. You know, you ain't got nothing coming there. So, I mean, terms is king. See, people say cash is king in real estate. I say no, terms is king because you can do things that can just change everything. No money down deals, all type of stuff. I just got an email back from somebody accepting my offer on another no money down deal and I'm getting the house with equity in it and I ain't got nothing in it. I'm just gonna sell it real easy. Nice, nice. Have you already figured out um, your um, exit strategy or how you're going to dispose of that one? Yeah, my, my favorite one, rent to own. I mean, it don't even have to be that. See, that's the thing. I give them options. If somebody, I mean, I'm going to get this house for little or nothing. You want to know how low it is? It's going to make you fall out your seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do want to know. For real. 4600 on terms. <laughs> So that's how we're going to get that deal and uh, no money down. We're going to put it on terms, take like a year or something to pay it off. Probably pay it off early, but it depends. I'll get somebody in there. They can give me 2000 3000 I don't care what they give me down. Hopefully the whole 4000 4, or something down, I'll be having $0 in the deal and I'm going to move it on yeah. right just like that. So that's why I say, you know, terms is creative. I can do a rent to own with that, with a little down payment. I can do just straight finance. I can put a wrap note on it and I can finance. Mm -hmm. I can just be the bank. You know, this is riskier that way. I don't usually say to do it that way because I, I relinquish ownership and I don't want to do that with the lease option. I have the protection of still owning the house. I still yeah. own the house for all intents and purposes. But on a seller financing note, I don't own the house anymore. I just own paper, just like the bank. People say banks own houses. Banks don't own houses. Banks own paperwork. And that's what I would become if I sold this on a seller finance deal. But it's all about how much down payment they're going to give. They're going to give me good money. You can have that bad boy. I don't care nothing about the house, man. I ain't in it for nothing. How do you lose when you ain't in it for nothing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what and we want to do. I need to study, um, you know, selling the property, selling finance more before I do it because I, I had questions such as if they do default and I do have to foreclose on them, Do is it going to go to auction or can I just, you know, just try to take it back? What's going to happen with the deed of that property? Do I have to go and, and bid on it in order to to get my get my property back or, or someone you know doesn't have to go to auction or else 
I've you also want heard your property people, back. That mug might get bid up to a higher number. You say, well, hell, I'll go bid up my own house. Let them have it for three times what I paid for. You can have a house. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I would ask the attorney something like this. So that's a good question. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I know you can get your house back and foreclose on it, but, you know, if somebody going to come bid you up on it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's depends on what they pay. If the number's right, you can have this bad boy. I ain't attached to none of this stuff. It's just stuff to me. You know, you got to keep that in mind. It's just stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I yeah, never fall in love with no property, no house or no item. I just let it sit. It's what it is. Makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, that's what I wanted to ask you, too. So this is on a lease option. What happens when this two or three year term you said you gave them or two year, 18 month term? You gave them an 18 month term. What were you going to do if they uh, don't cash out? Because, you know, a lot of people don't cash out on these deals. What are you going to do if they don't? I'm going to keep collecting the cash flow. <laughs> I'll probably um, we'll, we'll, we'll see where we are rent wise. Is it pretty much the same or do I need to go up 25 bucks? I need to go up 50 bucks or whatnot. Um, and, and then just renew her lease and, and hopefully um, see what's going on to, to if she thinks she can get herself bankable. But um, the longer I hold on to the property, the more money I make. So can you imagine a, a whole another year of uh, a free money? Uh, that 10 grand a year or something you're going to be making? Yeah, eight eight fifty times twelve. Damn, making that money, man. And that's the thing. Yeah. So you got a couple of options when it comes to that. People ask me this all the time. What are you gonna do if they don't get it cashed out? You can renegotiate the deal with them. Uh, if I am gonna renegotiate after a term, believe me, that rent will go up fifty to a hundred bucks. The rent goes up yeah. automatically. You can stay in that to the end of time, but the rent will go up to cover taxes, insurance. You know, the price of life. Things go up. So I don't want to have. Yeah that burden coming in and messing up my cash flow. I want to keep my cash flow strong and keep my cash flow long. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yep. I agree. I agree. So, so, yep. so yeah, man, because I can hold on to it. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That's right. Don't kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. Let that thing keep going. All right. Let's see if we got any other questions over here. Any other Q and a, before we get up out of here and do some more woke stuff. All right, John. And, uh, what uh what do you plan to do going forward? You plan on keep marketing for more deals? What is your plan going forward? Yep. I, I plan on marketing for more deals and getting more efficient with dispositions. Like this, I feel like this took a little longer than, than what I would want it to. And um I would like to get better with multi-passing. I feel like with the disposition of this property, I completely ignored acquisition of more deals or whatnot. So maybe because I'm working on another one. I need to get more more efficient. So I don't know if it's um, in getting more of a team or in, in outsourcing certain things or it's being more efficient with my time. But I don't want one thing to cause me from doing another thing. I want to be able to just just scale and, and grow all together with acquisitions and getting property. So acquisitions and getting property. So I don't want to have to acquire something, pause on selling, sell something, pause on acquiring. I want to be able to just move the whole business forward. And, and really, that's probably my problem is because I'm saying I want to be able to move. I want my business to move forward, but I may have to get the help of a VA or or uh, more coaching to, to to teach me systems to where I can you know I can employ systems that can help move the business forward. Makes sense. You got to have a good system in place and a good team. You know, there is no such thing as a self-made millionaire. You had employees, you had other contractors, you had people around you to help lift you up. There's no such thing as a self-made millionaire. That's what I think. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, so you say you are, right. So you say you're going to move from regular houses over into apartment buildings going forward. Is that what your plan is? 
that's the goal, man. I would love to build up capital with um, with assignments as well as lease options, and um, I would love to get out into some of the the um, neighborhoods that may command a twenty thousand dollar down payment or thirty thousand dollar down payment. Can you imagine that making that off of a uh, off of a option fee as opposed to having to rehab a property for three to six months to make that? You know, if I can line up to where I'm doing those regularly, um, as well as assignments, that will allow for me to build up capital to where I can um, invest that money into larger projects such as multifamilies. I know so that's that my makes sense. Makes sense. You got to keep that stuff going, man. It's, it's, it's wide open out here. There's so many houses that need your help. And it's a lot of people that don't know how to do these deals. And so I tell people all the time to actually take the time to learn this stuff. I mean, it could change your life for real, like quickly. I only been doing real estate for one year, but people are like, man, I thought I you was here for a long time. I'm, I'm still new, you know. I've done some deals, but you know, I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of problems. But we, we're not worried about that. We're gonna keep pushing forward, keep learning every day, and try to make some more pay. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you this is your that, IP uh, right here, right? Is this your Instagram? I am John Lou. Yeah, man. You know, I had to um, plug myself, man. Had to plug. So how do that's people a, connect with you on. other than that then? How do they connect with you? They got Instagram. Is there any other ways you want people to connect with you if they want to reach out to you outside of uh, this form here? Yeah, sure. Sure. On, on Instagram, there, there's a link to my YouTube page. So my goal is to drop a video um, every week pertaining to real estate or business or lifestyle. With My lifestyle is pretty much me and my family, my, my wife, and my two boys. But those are my two uh, most active um, uh, social media outlets so you youtube and, and instagram youtube and the ig ain't nothing wrong with that that's where you want to be so other than that did you have anything else you want to say before i let you go john no man i chris i it, it really would just have to be thank you like i said um a after getting linking up with you that helped move that property a lot faster. It helped rise that property from the dead because it was just sitting there waiting for me to finish another project. And then I was gonna start on that on this project in order to uh, just turn it into a traditional rental. It's gonna just be a regular section eight rental. But um, but yeah, you you suggested a, um, a strategy and it worked. Like hey, here I am, we, we've closed it out. I still remember talking to you about it on the phone before, before I started um, before I started coaching with you, I would just hit you up on the book. Like, hey, man, I'm going through this, this, and that. This. I'm like, man, let me get serious. I want to close this thing out. I want to be able to reach out to him when I need to and and, and learn some of the steps that um, that, that he implemented. And it worked. You're, 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 I saw someone, like, like move through this business. So I'm like, at the very least, I'm going to go grab his coattail because he, he knows what he's doing. I I haven't seen anyone scale as fast. Maybe I haven't been in the business as long, but someone come in fresh and scale as fast as you did. Hundred um, uh, K club or whatnot. So I'm like, let me um, let me latch on to him. I've been in the business longer than he has, but he's he's learned something that I haven't been able to grasp onto yet. So I need to figure out what's going on, and I don't mind paying people for for their knowledge for their services. I don't mind like. I feel like, man, if you learn how to, you learn how to make other people rich, you gonna end up being rich, and and you can make someone rich without giving them money. If you learn how to solve problems, if you learn how to pay for what you want, go after what you want, that that's gonna come back on you. So, so um, I'll just end with it. thank you. So 
I, I oh, yeah, no problem. I mean, I, I, and that's what the thing is. You know, people ask me all the time, how do you do this? How do you do that? I mean, we got a whole free Facebook group, Woke Real Estate Investors on Facebook. I got the contracts, cool gear, and coaching at WokeRealEstate.com. I tell people, get all the free stuff. I mean, if you really need, if you get all the free stuff and the basics down, then come get some coaching or do some extra stuff. Don't just jump in and say, I want a mentor. I want this. I mean, you got to learn the basics. And if you want to pay for basics, you, you're doing some crazy stuff. All the information is right here on YouTube University. Why not just go learn it right there like I did? That's where I learned it at. Right. Yep. Same here, man. I, I got a PhD from YouTube University. I'm still on there, still studying every day. I'm forever a student. If you don't become a student, if you don't remain a student, you will become obsolete because things change and, and you got to keep up with the times. Most definitely. Thanks a lot, uh, DJ Doug. Much appreciation. Respect, y'all. All right. Did you have anything else you want to say, John, before I let you go? No, man. That's it, man. I, I appreciate this. Hopefully, there'll be more. Hopefully, I'll be letting you know that. Uh, Chris, yeah, I'm about to head to the attorney office. To, to <laughs> so, so getting that coaching made a big difference in your business, huh? Made a huge difference, a tremendous difference. Thank That's you. Right. Work out yeah. them kinks, man. It's always something going on. You got to get some help. Don't be afraid to ask for help in this business because, you know, I don't know everything. I reach out to big dogs too. say, hey, man, I'm lost. I'm stuck right here. How do I get this tire out of the mud? Pull me out. Mm -hmm. Help me out. Yeah. Do something good. So, I mean, it makes all the sense. I appreciate you, John. Thanks, Chris. Right on. All right. Peace out. All right. For those who just uh, came in on the end, make sure you watch the replay because there was some good nuggets dropped in there. Go ahead and give this video a good thumbs up. Share it out to somebody who may want to know more about creative real estate, things like that, because this is what we go over all the time uh, in the Woke Real Estate Investors Group on Facebook. It's a free Facebook group. You just go in there and join, see what's going on, read the post, ask questions. You know, most of the times the question you ask might already be asked. Just use a little search function on there. Um, that's one way to do it. Once you get all the free stuff out of the way and you've learned all the basics, go ahead and upgrade. Get the contracts, cool gear, and coaching at WokeRealEstate.com. That's got everything you need, you know, all the paperwork, all the stuff, how to deal with it. And we do weekly coaching calls and things like that to try to help you work and navigate through deals as you come across problems. Because you are going to come across problems no matter what. When you're in this business, you're going to come across some problems. You're going to say, hey, I need some help. Either get in one of these groups and ask, get somebody on the phone and ask, say, hey, can you help me talk to this seller, close a deal? I've helped people talk on the phone with people, everything. So, you know, it's just all about what the deal brings. We want to help out as many people as possible. So I want to say thanks, everybody, for joining in. And uh, I'm about to get up out of here and do some more woke stuff. Let's see any more comments. Nope, nope, nope. I guess that's going to do it. So do what you do. Be who you be, and I'll see you before you see me. Hey, we have. Hey, we have. Hey, we have. Mr. I stay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa.